as Justin Franson here, your athleticism performance coach. Athleticism.com is where you'll find me. You can find our curated health products there too. And then everyone's leaning in on getting grounded by nature because that's your nature. When you don't have your full charge, you're not going to perform at the highest level. So check us out, Nee Colby. We are on Pro Sports Podcasters. It's going to be a fun show. You're not going to want to miss it. And sorry to break it to you, but it's going to raise your awareness and help you perform at a higher level, whether you like it or not. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the ProSource Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tanee Wallace-Bruce, and I'm joined by Mr. Kobe Adoron, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing today? Can't complain. Got a bit on, but better to be busy than not busy. And uh, in terms of busy, our guest has always got something on the go. It's uh, very hard to tie him down. He's doing some fine stuff. He's written a book lately, and he's going to tell us more about that. He's in the world of holistic health and nutrition. It is Mr. Justin Franson. Justin, how are you doing? Hey, buddy. How you doing, Colby? Appreciate you having me on. Right on. Indeed. Justin, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you became the author that you are today. Yeah, so I've been in the sports world for over 25 years. It's our 25th year in business for athleticism.com. Do nerve work for sports performance. We're one of the unique... uh, one of the original, actually, sports performance companies out there. And we do nerve work for, we do concussion training, whole body, whole brain work. So it's a, it's a really, uh, you know, fun program working with lots of pros and all different sports. We were one of the few programs that actually crossed over into multiple sports. Uh, and I wasn't just a hockey guy or a baseball guy or you know, NFL guy, we could, we could work with all of them. So that was one of the unique components of our athleticism program. And about a decade ago, I saw athletes breaking down from some wearable technology and specifically a smartwatch. And I, I looked to, I might get that radiation off your wrist and, and uh, the pain went away. And so I, I knew there was something with this whole electromagnetic radiation that, that we were being inundated with. And so we've, 
We've since rolled out a bunch of curated health products, uh, some grounding bags in the EMF space, some MCT oil. We have a new toothpaste coming. So it's been a fun career of training, run, jump, strength coach, speed coach to treating athletes, stretching therapy, nerve work, fascia work to curated health products. Nice. Yeah, that's an interesting point that you raised because a lot of athletes nowadays are encouraged to wear, you know, GPS and other technology while they're in the field of play. Fitbit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I just think it chips away your life for. So got to get away from all that tech in your world and get back to knowing how you feel. And coaches should be able to see things that other people don't see. So especially in the training space. I know Gary Vee, the, the Lakers old trainer, he was really high on bragging about being able to tell when someone was going to get injured by tracking them. They'd have wearable technology RF on the players. And they're like, oh, when he does X amount of steps, he's going to get injured. I'm like, that's a bunch of baloney, number one. Number two, the EMFs basically hurting them more than anything. Because it's a polarizing waveform on their electromagnetic energy field of the body. So it's a whole different one directional waveform than how we're made. So, yeah, I'm I'm a huge uh, proponent to, to staying away from tech and, and using it, not letting it use you. And, and that goes with you know, wearables to electric cars. All right. Tell us a bit more about electric cars. <laughs> oh man, you're getting into the good stuff right out of the gate. <laughs> uh, electric cars. I could write a dissertation on this one. There, um, I, I don't know. You tell me. You guys have been in the sports world for a bit. Have you ever read that sitting on a massive battery is good for anybody? Not yet. No. If you don't want to have kids. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's not, and and especially if you have kids, it's not good, and it never will be. So that's basically the bottom line is these EMFs. So I can break it down a little deeper for you. They're one directional waveforms. They cause a vibration. The vibration affects our mitochondria at the cellular level. So it's disruptive right out of the gates at the cellular level. Dr. Martin Paul out of Washington State, so let's say it's a voltage-gated calcium channel. So that's the gateway for your mitochondria to get energy. So you guys, so we produce energy in the cells, but that vibration just chips away at it. And then it's an oxidative stress. You have more free radicals in the body. It calcifies your pineal gland. You're not connecting above. You're not getting the deeper sleeps. Uh, messes with your REM patterns. Electric cars tested. We have a colleague testing 18% lower testosterone for guys and girls in military special forces driving electric cars. Wow. That's, that's eye-opening. Yeah, man. This is getting next level already. Now, hold on. You said it was a specific athlete that kind of turned you on to the negative effects of EMF? Yeah. Well, I mean, I already knew I was the last guy to get a cell phone. I, I just could feel that it wasn't enhancing and I could even feel it. I talked to an old girlfriend on the phone for too long. I'd be like, I literally had pain in my, in my ear from holding the phone up to my ear on a corded phone. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So I knew that something was different with electricity 
way before it was wireless. And then when it was wireless, I was the last guy to get it. And then when I started, you know, these guys coming in, wearing these cool, you know, wearable stuff. Uh, and this is about the Fitbit time when they were kind of coming out and they got recalled as well because their strengths were too strong. And so I, I was reading stuff, reading up on it, and I knew it wasn't enhancing. And yeah, so we saw guys, he had pain in his wrist and it went away when we took off the watch. And, and then his arm started to function after. And it, this was the strongest like endurance athlete that we'd seen come through the program. So he was no small dude. It was, so it was uh, quite eye-opening. And that was really the aha moment where I just knew, yeah, when you clear the stressor out of somebody, it's the easiest way to make them better as the performance coach. So that's kind of simple. So for me, I always look at their environment and clear the stressors out and they get better. And then I can hone in and make them better with you know a lot of our protocols. Now, what you've done in the past or who you've worked with, is it mostly developmental or rehabilitation? Well, out of the gates, it was mostly developmental. And then it turned into rehab because it just kind of evolved that way. And yeah, when you're in the biz for that long, it's it's tough to work at, you know, see that many people for that long of a period and not get kind of burnt out from it. So treating people ends up being a lot easier than training them for energy wise for me it was at least but uh yeah we cover we cover both i I mean our our program started as like speed training track and field like track based program so we teach people coordination run jump stuff change direction and and you know all, all the strength olympic lifting kettlebells we steve cotter akf guy uh kettlebell guy international Federation of Kettlebells, I should say IKFF guy. He, he's one of the, he brought the kettlebells pretty much. He and one other guy brought them to the US. And so he was in my gym. David Weck was in our gym over at Scripps Clinic in La Jolla 25 years ago. These are the guys that we were working with under our mentor, Dean Brittingham, who's you know since passed. But uh, we had some pretty cool guys in there. And obviously the BOSU balls in every gym now, so are pretty much kettlebells. And that's what we were training with. And then we did Olympic lifting and it's evolved into doing a Aaron Mattis's active isolated stretching work and then fascia work from Gary Lineham and John Imes's nerve primal reflex release training, Dr. Darren Weissman's emotional clearing systems, a lifeline technique to uh, now we call it athleticism neurostacking where I stack the nerves and treat concussions and fire the nerves to fire the muscles, which I think is probably one of the next up and coming modalities for strength coaches to learn versus just like, you know, make them puke and run and run them into the ground type of a mentality. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I've always been, I mean, very conscious of my health, very conscious of my fitness. It's a bit of an athlete when I was younger, always wanted to stay in shape, but I'm not a like, like fanatical about it. I personally, the only free weights I do right now are kettlebell. It's the only free weight I do. Nice. But when you're talking about stacking the nerves, okay. How are you achieving these sort of things without technology? 
Well, I use light therapy and oh, that's the best. Okay. Yeah. So we use light. Uh, I'll use essential oils. I, I do light sound frequency vibration. So those are kind of my go-tos. The bodies really respond well to it. The bodies communicate through light. So when you see someone older and, and they're super pale, they're about, you know, they're, they're on their last leg. Now, the reason they're pale is because the cell health has dimmed to the, the lights are going to go out literally uh, because cells communicate through light. So when you see someone who's young and healthy, they're pretty much glowing. They have energy. They have light in their body because uh, we're basically a holograph of light as well. And so when you start treating people, and the nerves with light, it responds really quickly. Okay, man. Next, <laughs> this, is, this is a little more than I expected, to be honest with you. And he told me you're just a personal trainer, so I was going. No, <laughs> yeah, no. It, if you if you want a bean counter, Colby, you got to go somewhere else. I, sorry, I don't do no, that. That's, we, that's that's legit, man. Yeah, we. You know, this is. This is a whole different world of uh, human performance and, and sports performance. And, and that's why I, I've, everyone's like, oh, you're a trainer. I'm like, yeah, that's what some people consider training athletes as a personal trainer. But there's a whole different realm and dimension when you're working with professional athletes that I would love, you know, I, I'm sharing with everyone, love for everyone to have that awareness and, and when you're working with them to really work at them at a deeper level. Because when you're working out their energy systems, they're going to be on go. And, and when you're not, you're only going to get so much out of them. And so we just tend to kind of work at the deeper level with the, a lot of the intangibles and and the nerve and and look at the environment around us because your environment could kill you or it could allow you to thrive so we're just looking out of the box on how we're dealing with athletes so just just listening to you talk about it i mean this sounds like a an expensive process is this something only a professional athlete could afford or is this something that anyone could employ no we, we work with all ages coming in. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not the $20, $40 hour long course, but, uh, I mean, I'm in Newport beach, California, that area, orange County. So it's a higher demographic income demographic area. So we charge accordingly, but people can afford it. So, uh, you know, a lot of my time's really more spent now, on treating so it's more like a doctor would price per se than a trainer and then it's more on the lines of uh, product sales so our, our products are have done really well in the marketplace the emf rocks the grounding bags the lean oil mct oil all our products are just doing well so a lot of my time's now going into that more so than than working on people but I still, any, I, you know, I can't turn down a concussion injury. So those are, those are really fun and, and quick fixes for, for me. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That's interesting. You've touched on concussion now. Kobe and I were big football fans, but concussion has been a word that we're hearing more and more about, it, not only in that sport, but in other sports. Tell us a bit more about that, how, you, how you've been dealing with concussions 
Yeah, I mean, the concussions are really a hot topic right now. I mean, a lot of people, they hear the word and they just get so scared about it. But what I want to let people know is if you have one, you can get them back pretty quick. It's just like getting a bruise to go away on your thigh. You know, it, go, it takes maybe a month, but uh, you're going to be running and back in a couple weeks, but uh, the soreness just kind of goes away over time. But same with the, the brain injury, you can get them back quick. But the thing is, is when people have a concussion that kind of takes them out of their what's level and what's center, their longitude latitude lines, that's when it gets really disruptive. And I mean, I've knocked my head a bunch of times, seen stars and uh, I, I had, you know, back in the day, I'd just take an Advil or, you know, some, some Motrin and, and then, uh, you know, then the next day I was fine, but there's head injuries where people, they don't can reconnect those nerves. So the nerves literally don't know where their endpoint is. So their level isn't level. And, and then, and then their center is in center and then it throws off all the other cranial nerves so they just end up every day, they just get worse and worse. Like they don't get better because the nerves don't know where their endpoints are and their body doesn't know where it's in, in space. And until you reconnect that, that's how, that's where it all starts. And then when I say the stacking, then you got to connect them, you know, with the whole body. So if they're doing any contractions in the rest of their body, that's got to meet with the contractions, you know, or muscle movements in their cranial nerves. Right. So it's a, it's a, it makes a lot of sense. So that, I mean, I love chiropractic. So you got to do a chiropractic adjustment, get everything aligned, but that's not always going to do the trick because the nerves aren't connected and neither will cranial sacral work or acupuncture or a lot of the other systems. Like you literally have to, reconnect the nerves to know what's level and center. And then all those incredible modalities will really work quickly. Okay. That, that's good. That's good info. Now I feel like there's a few teams or competitions like that could do with some of that. Have you collaborated or are you looking to collaborate with, uh, let's say a college team or an NFL team in terms of how to address some of these concussions that occur to, to their players? Yeah, always open to help. And I mean, we get athletes from all different sports coming in with them. So, you know, I, I have a name and, you know, good reputation out there. So always, always open to collaborating. I mean, I haven't actively reached out to the NFL and said, hey, I'll be your concussion guy, but I'm pretty busy as is. But yeah, I'm, I'm always open to helping specific organizations fair enough and one of the people that you helped is a pga golfer mr cook you want to tell us a little bit more about that how you uh helped out with john cook yeah john cook he was uh one of the greatest uh golfers i feel he was fantastic out there perfect brain type for for being a pga and a pga champions tour golfer he had one of the storied careers of a golfer, I'd say. I, if you ask me, I feel he ended his career a little early, 
uh, he wanted to go into broadcasting. And so he felt that uh, he had a quicker window into broadcasting. And so he started to get away from competition, but he had a sweet run on the PGA champions tour. He was introduced to me through a guy named Dr. Tim Brown, AKA the beach doc here in Newport beach. He's a co-medical director for the WSL, the surf league, professional surf league. Uh, and he sees, you know, pretty much all the top athletes in the world. And he's a big referring doctor for me over, you know, the last 20 years. And anyhow, Cookie had an injury in his, in his shoulder, I believe at that time. And so, uh, Dr. Tim Brown calls me and says, Jess, we're going to fix his shoulder. I need you to get him back and ready to, to play. And so literally between the two of us, three, four weeks of working with us, Cook goes back and he wins his first tournament back on the tour. Right. And he hadn't won in a decade. <laughs> Instant results. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, there's a lot of information being thrown out here. What, what's your educational path? Like, what educational path did you take to get to where you are now? I went to the University of Southern California. I studied business and exercise science. It was more of my minor. Got my EMT certification at UCLA in 1994. So uh, I was trying to figure out right out of school, which lane to, to go in. And I didn't want to be a bean counter trainer. I didn't want to be an acupuncturist stuck in an office. I didn't want to, I chiropractic, I wasn't in my realm. I didn't even know anything about it until years later, which I'm bummed about because I probably would have been a chiropractor. I didn't want to be a masseuse and derobe people and be in a room with someone I, you know, derobed and I didn't want to be a physical therapist only working with people that were post-op and, and really injured. I wanted a healthy demographic. So I read an article about a guy working with athletes, making athletes better athletes. And that was basically it. I said, that's what I wanted to do. I put the nail on the head and it was, uh, we were at a Scripps clinic in La Jolla at a Shiley pavilion. And Dean Brittenham was, former strength coach in the NBA and NFL. Uh, his son, Greg Brittingham, was a strength coach for the New York Knicks NBA team for 25 years. Uh, so I basically took over Dean's program out of Scripps in La Jolla and just kept adding and building to it. So a lot of my training is in the field training and doing different coursework with different courses, I was saying like primal reflex release training, IMS and stuff or lifeline techniques, or literally just learning different systems from doctor systems, doctor protocols, and then bringing them in, uh, to, to our world. Now, outside of the, the guy with the smartwatch, was there like an aha moment for you where you, something just clicked and it's, it's something you put into practice almost all the time now? Oh, well, I mean, the, when I read the article, that was when I was, that, that led my whole life in, in the career of working with athletes and, and doing what I do. There's been so many throughout the course of time. 
Uh, I mean, it, it just, it's, it's literally an endless learning experience. And now after 25 years, I, I still feel that I'm just learning, <laughs> which is crazy. And, you know, I, you kind of have to own your power in a way. And, you know, I, I've, I have uh, some incredible athletes and pretty much crossover in, in multiple sports. If you go on athleticism, you'll see some of the old pictures we have on there in the galleries, click on it. And we'll have guys like Dustin Penner, who's won, you know, NHL, Stanley Cups to Charger Pro Bowlers to top uh, golfers, surfers, volleyball players. I, I mean, we kind of, we kind of, see and then multiple first round draft picks uh in the mlb uh including adrian gonzalez i mean it's it's been a lot of hot shots throughout the years and you know and guys like cook where we have them for a handful of years and where we just walk them through you know chunks of their career so there's so many learning experiences you know throughout that process i don't even know where to go with that what do you employ in your day-to-day life for yourself? Oh man, I, I practice what I preach. I get grounded by nature. So right now I feel the biggest stressor on everybody are the electromagnetic radiation, all the wireless signals that we're being inundated with. And so it's kind of a waveform that no one thinks about unless you're in traveling through LA and you can see the polluted air. People don't think about air being polluted unless you can see it because you're not supposed to see air. But, you know, I do. I think about that stuff all the time and, and take counter measurements. So I'm walking barefoot, walk the dog in the morning. I go through all my morning routines and rituals, stretching, breathing, grounding, praying, uh, Tai Chi, fascia maneuvers, and... Yeah, and then I'm also I surf. I'm a waterman, so I'll either surf, do ocean swims, free dive. So I'm in the water pretty much a half hour to an hour a day in the Pacific Ocean. No wetsuit. Do cold water therapy. You know, I do my maintenance stuff in the office because uh, I have you know a facility for training. So I have Olympic lifting. I have kettlebells. So I'll just dabble between stretching therapies and strength stuff, balance stuff, ambidexterity programs that we do throughout the course of the week. Uh, always eating clean, obviously. No one wants to eat fake food, at least I don't. And hydrate up, structured water, spring water, uh, get my minerals in me, breathe different you know, environments outside and do my best to sweat and smile a lot and just uh, stay grounded by nature when I'm inside working with a tech with our EMF rocks grounding bags. That's awesome, man. I could, you, you go the whole nine. Now you mentioned something in there. I found very interesting an ambidexterity program. Are, are you ambidextrous? Yes. Yeah. So Colby, we're one of the few programs out of the gate that actually had an ambidexterity program. So we teach people how to be more ambidextrous. So I am ambidextrous and, and uh, we teach juggling and we have a whole protocol behind it. I wrote a book on it. Yeah. See, I find that extremely interesting. So I, I, I grew up playing soccer and my father's from the Netherlands. He, he actually played for the like under 21s national team thing. 
And what he found interesting when he came to Canada, where we're from, is that they don't train you to be sort of, I guess, to not have a dominant foot in soccer, right? It's actually one of the first things they learn in the Netherlands is to use both feet equally. Right. So when you mentioned that you actually had an ambidexterity program, it's the only other time I've actually heard anything like that mentioned for, for anything, to be honest. Yeah, I know. That's that's the other part of why our program became so successful. And and guys like Tim Brown, Dr. Tim Brown would pick it up and refer, you know, these, you know, big, big time pro athletes to us is because whole body, whole brain. I mean, he would say, you see unilateral athletes breaking down. And so they had to start to develop both sides of their body. And then we were just taking it a step further and developing both sides of their brain. And and the the coordination pathways open up neuro more neural pathways and when you do that you get more people into the flow state which is an alpha brainwave state so there's science behind it so when you can get someone in a brainwave state that's optimal for for performance that's gonna allow them to be in the flow state we everyone calls it in the zone where they don't miss but it all ties back into the coordination work and if someone's out of that state, they're just they're, you know, they're just going to be not really effective on the court or the field or the rank or wherever whatever their sport is. No, it makes total sense to me. We actually we actually had a guest on recently who talked about biohacking and in the zone is I mean a primary portion of what that's all about. So I I, I get where you're coming from, and that's no, oh, that's very interesting. I think it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. It's a big topic. I mean, there's actually measurements. You can measure your brainwave state. So everyone knows about the theta and delta brainwave states when you're sleeping. That's a speed of a wave. That's uh, it's unpolarized wave. It's about one or below one to eight hertz or waves per second. That's what an EG would read on your brain. And then you get into the, the alpha state, which is a flow state. That's eight to 12 hertz or waves per second. And ironically enough, uh, the Schumann resonance, uh, the pulse of the earth is about 7.83 hertz or waves per second. So we're really one with the earth. That's why being outside is so medicinal and beneficial for us. And then that's why when you introduce a, a cell phone or wireless signals, those are billions of waves. The cell phone's 2.45 billion waves per second of a one directional waveform. So that's 10 zeros faster. So it's really disruptive to our brainwave state. So not now you know why I'm really leaning in on getting connected to nature and getting grounded for, for performance. A hundred percent, buddy. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And it's, yeah, I've definitely seen the the benefits myself in terms of spending more time outdoors and especially even more so when you, you get away from the the hustle bustle and you get a little bit of nature like you mentioned that you're you sometimes the pacific ocean we're in ontario which is landlocked but even just going into the park or getting down by the lake or the river it definitely has a i guess you could say cleansing effect you you you'd be able to give me the the technical the empirical um, definitions, but it definitely does feel a lot more beneficial for for the mind and the body. I can definitely attest to that. Yeah, and it's it's grounding. It's a grounding effect, and it's recharging your body battery. So, 
people don't even think like our body is a battery, but it is. We get a negative charge from the earth. We get a positive charge from the unpolarized light of the sun. We breathe in minerals in the air. Hopefully we get it from our food and we drink the water for, again, more nutrients and then conductivity. And if you're missing any one of those elements, your body's not going to be firing on all cylinders and then you're going to get injured. Then you're going to get sick. You know, it's really simple, but people don't understand that concept uh, and simplify it in that way. But we're an electromagnetic being and, and, you know, our environment is electric as well and it's unpolarized, you know, so we have this interplay with it. And, and if there's not a coherence with it and there's something disruptive like EMFs, you know, it's going to chip away at us and age us faster, dehydrate us and the body will end up breaking down in an array of ways, which it's my job to prevent. I love that. Now, I know we've taken up a bit of your time today, but we're getting some really good info from from this chat. One question I have is, you touched on something before about the importance of environment and your surroundings. You want to tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, so if I would pose the question back to you, what is your environment? I mean, so it's everything around you, right? But let's lean in on the atmosphere, the air. And this air is ether or plasma, right? And waves and particles travel through that. That's how we're able to communicate. I mean, I'm in Southern California, excuse me, and you're in Ontario. Toronto, Ontario. I mean, we're Toronto, yeah. So those are are huge gaps in, uh, you know, distance. So... We're able to travel through these one directional waveforms and, uh, you know, through wireless signals and all. So our environment, but that's the, the cohesiveness we have with our environment is through these unpolarized waves. So, you know, I, you just got to get out in nature and feel the resonance of her. And, and that's where you're going to optimize your performance and your health. Noted. And I'll, I'll make sure I try and do as much as possible. It is getting cold here, but, you know, Kobe, we've got to try and spend some more time outside as much as we can. Yeah, go touch a tree. Months. I mean, it, yeah. Well, I love out being outside, man. I love being outside, so. I hear yeah. that. I hear that. Now, Justin, tell our audience where we can find your work on social media and also where we can find your book, Athleticism. Yeah, it's on athleticism.com. It's spelled athleticism.com for those of you who have trouble spelling it. And emfrocks.com is, you'll find our specifically our grounding bags and Faraday bags, but they're all of our curated products are on athleticism.com. We have a new toothpaste coming out, which I think everyone will love uh, with fewer ingredients. It's just clay and water and this is pure essential organic essential oil. So help remineralize the teeth uh, and uh, have a spearminty fresh breath as well on social media, mostly Instagram. So at EMF rocks and then at athleticism neurostacking are a couple places you'll find me. And then the other than on, you know, different podcasts. Indeed. And that's been a great chat we've had today. I, I hope we can get you- get you to come and join us again, like in the new year. Um, would you be open to that? Anytime. Always happy to talk shop. I honestly have a feeling we're going to get a lot of questions that are 
<laughs> brought up from this particular episode. People are going to want to know a little bit more, a little more in depth about what you're, what we're discussing today. I got to ask, so Justin, do you wear a watch? No. Why do I need to wear a watch? I know what time it is pretty much every second of the day. <laughs> I, was, I was just, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Do, do you wear anything like mechanical or electronic or no? Well, I'm supposed to wear my wedding ring, but half the time that's not on either. And I get a bunch of crap about it. <laughs> but, but other than that, no, I, I don't wear anything electronic or anything. I, I just do my best to wear some good clothes, you know, organic, uh, cotton. Again, it, it's your environment that is disruptive. And so watches, I, I, I what I want to share is we're going to wake a lot of people up that's okay but it, you know when when you start getting into this stuff you're going to see that that what i'm saying is so true and and what's going to happen is you're going to start to lean in on it too because you're just going to feel better when you do and you're going to start to know how you feel and listen to your body connect to god get grounded outside like those are the pillars of health it's not having a watch tell you how many steps you took or how you slept or how you feel or when to eat. And you got to get out of the meta universe, which is this fake world that they're tracking and tracing and wanting to control you and all for surveillance marketing and to sell you more stuff for their profit. You got to get out of that space. And the best way to do it is to create some proximity protocols between you and all the wireless stuff. Right on, buddy. I mean, you're going to have a lot of detractors for sure when it comes to that. But I hear what you're saying 100%. No, good to have you on, Justin. Thanks, Colby. Appreciate you guys. Indeed. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.